It's the 2019 MLB Over Under Win Totals podcast with a twist. Since we've been so pig shit awful at giving you gambling advice before the season starts, there were a couple of things that came up. I had the AIDS and, you know, I was out of town working and stuff like that. But we said, why don't we just wait for like two or three weeks of the baseball season to start? Then we'll give you our over-under picks. And now we're probably going to start hitting at 80% the way like gambling gurus should. So I've got the great Justin Gilbert, our gambling guru, Barry Murphy, and myself, Tommy Gimler, in studio. It's our 2019 Major League Baseball over-under win totals preview, 18 games into the season. The Daily of the Decker, nothing but sports and crap. All right, we're going to try and rattle through this as fast as we can because one of us has to get to Coachella to see Ariana Grande on Sunday. Justin Gilbert, great to have you here. Great to be here. I should say Super Bowl prop bet winning Justin Gilbert. Great to have you here. Once Chick-fil-A didn't open its doors on a Sunday, it was pretty much a lock. Pretty much a lock at that point. I knew those Jew haters were not going to open up. <laughs> can we go back to the Ariana thing? What is your favorite song? Like, Why are you so excited for it? I honestly can't name one of her songs, but but she's cute. Would <laughs> she you fucked over Pete Davidson? Whatever. If I put like ten hot chicks in a row, would you be able to pick her out? Are they Latin? <laughs> well, of course. Then Are no. they Latin or Latin? <laughs> no, it's nine black hookers and uh, some little Latin girl. Did, no, did you say Latin or Latin? Like, is this like Latin. an urban? Uh, is I, mean, I thought Latin? it was like an urban dictionary thing. I got to go check it up. Is she in a Latin? I chick? think you'd reckon most people would recognize her. Ariana Grande. Well, there was an argument, speaking of baseball, that if they took like the most 20 most popular players and had them just walk around, the only person would get recognized as Bryce Harper, which I would disagree with. I would say Aaron Judge is pretty much right these days. <laughs> right. He's like well, a I six, know you, seven red, red-haired guy with a like, Strahan. Just be like, well, sm- get, if yeah. he smiled, yeah, for sure. But like, who's another really, really popular guy? Mike Trout. Would, yeah. We would know him out here. Right. No. You wouldn't know Mike Trout if he's on? What about like a Chris yeah, I mean, Bryant? I would, but most people wouldn't. You don't think so? No. In, in California, no. Chris Bryant, Christian Yelich, Kershaw. If he had the beard, without a beard, I think he. Yelich has on. a unique look, so I think people in might, Milwaukee, yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> in America, here, here he so looks much. like a surf bum. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here he just sorry. looks like anybody who's like you know working up at the Shell station. Sammy Sosa. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> he's white now, though. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine kids looking at their old Sammy Sosa baseball cards? Like, like this, this must be an error card. That's not him. This, is, this must be worth money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Coachella, you're going to Coachella, uh, and you have you've got to pack. You got to get going early in the morning. Uh, so we're going to try and rattle through this as fast as we can. Now with Coachella, uh, I think this year is one of those years where you look like this is I, I, do not be surprised if R Kelly makes an appearance because this lineup has 14 year old girl written all over it. But I think you have to have a lineup like this every now and then, because it, it gets like the, the young, the young crowd to come out and like experience Coachella for the first time or maybe the second time. And then they become like hooked. And every year they go out there, you watch next year, it'll be like Mumford and sons, Kings of Leon. Like, remember when we've gone, it was been like ACDC, Guns N' yeah. Roses. It's been NWA without Easy E because he's dead. But it was like their first uh, reunion since he died. So there have been like bands that like we could relate to. This year, there's like nobody really. I mean, Donald Glover, Ariana Grande. Like I said, R. Kelly. Tame R. Kelly and Paula. I don't even know what that is. They were on SNL like a couple weeks ago and they're, they're actually pretty good. 
Did they get one of the Korean bands, the young Korean? The K-Pops? Yeah. Oh, Isn't there I, like a girls one and a boys one? Yeah. And they were on just on SNL as well, but no, they're not there. Or Isn't there still like that Russian band, like the two chicks who make out at the end of every song or something like that? Now that I would go see. <laughs> the one from like the 90s? Well, yeah, I'm sure they're still doing it, right? I, I thought like they were they, like every year they had death threats from like the Russian government because they were lesbians. Oh, and they would, like, that make out. band. Yeah. Oh, I don't okay. know that tattoo or something like that. Well, tattoo is not the. They're the ones that sing the all the things she said, all the things she said that are running through my head. I can't believe you know this. You're gonna win this podcast. It's a good song, though, actually. But didn't they make out then after it? Wasn't that a huge deal? Like they would get done with the show and or they get done with their song, then they would just stick their tongues down each other's throat. I feel like it was like some group called like Pussy Something that was Uh, the one that was like it was Pussy Eaters. It wasn't Pussy Eaters, but it was something like Pussy Lips or something like that. I don't know. Speaking of, (laughs) good timing, Kate. So if, but I'll tell you well, what, one if, time she comes out, that's, that's not like a bad band <laughs> name because no, if I'm walking, liquors. if I'm walking past like the Roxy or the rainbow room or something like that, and I see like the pussy eaters up on the matinee, I'm like 10 bucks and a two drink minimum. I'll give them a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? The bare naked ladies. Oh my God. They're just living off their big bang theory royalties. <laughs> they wrote that song. Yeah. That's oh it. my God. <laughs> the bare naked ladies wrote the big bang theory. Opening title song, track. yeah. Is it something that I would know, or do I have to watch the show and it's like unique to that show? It's unique to the show. Okay. Hi there. She just got done pumping. Oh, uh, I know. Does that do anything like. for you? We, we moved. We moved from our studio out to the kitchen right now, so we could use our new bar stools, and it's uh, coming into play. Mm, this is weird already. Right. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> we'll have to edit this portion. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I don't have time for it. Uh, all right. So. Uh, before we get started with our, our MLB Over Under Win Totals podcast here, uh, Justin, you won 20 bucks from each of us for the uh, the Super Bowl prop bets. Basically, the only one I had was Jared Goff under like some some odd completions or, or whatnot. Like, he didn't even come close to that. Uh, I think he may have had more completions to the Patriots than to his own Rams receivers, if I remember right. But I think when Chick-fil-A didn't open, that was like your, your winning bet. Basically, minus eleven thousand to win a hundred. Don't mind if I do. Uh, and then Murph, uh, there was no thank you speech. That would have been the one that had gotten you, Julian Edelman, plus five hundred if he thanks his family. Which I don't think he has family, so I was <laughs> fucked. No, he's yeah. That's you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. But yeah, when when you think about all the tweets where like someone says just fucked Edelman. Remember that? Like, <laughs> yeah, a couple of years one ago? girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just fuck that when he's in the bed. Yeah, he's probably not going to thank his family. Uh, anyway. All right. So uh, then the NBA win total over-unders. This one came down to the end because the Memphis Grizzlies, Justin's number one pick, 33 and a half wins was the total. They got 33. The Marcus Gasol trade didn't, didn't help the cause. But still, they, they gave it one hell of an effort. Uh, the Detroit Pistons and Charlotte Hornets for me took me to the promised land. And Murph, how many, how many did you hit? I think I just hit the last three, but not the two important ones, which because I had Miami. Yeah, I forget what the other one was. But I right, think because I you the, basically I went against Tishon. Like, Tishon, the only one he hit, I think, was the Lakers, but he was, he was mean, high on bad. the Knicks his over. Yeah, the Wizards <laughs> over. They were, they were, uh, they were atrocious. So, uh, with that said, it's not like any of these podcasts that we do. Like, we're knocking it out of the park. So, uh, I, was, I was sick for a little while, then I was out of town traveling, and I said, it's okay. 
Let's go in. Let's let's get 18 games on the board for most teams, 17, 18 games on the board, and then we'll do it because now we'll have a good kind of a, a decent sense of like what these teams are going to be in 2018 and 2019. And if our listeners out there, both of them can find a bookie still willing to take MLB over under win total bets for the 2019 <laughs> season, we should be able to help them out immensely. Uh, before we get started there, again, we said we're 17, 18 games into the season. So it's not like, you know, it, it, this would kind of like be doing the NFL podcast if they were like one and a half games in, right? Mm-hmm. So there's still a ton of games left. Just because you would take the best team in baseball right now, the Tampa Bay Rays, and say, I'm going to take their over, you know, we all know that the Rays somehow just get by winning with like seemingly zero talent. So will that hold up or will the Yankees and Red Sox and well, pretty much just the Yankees and Red Sox in the American League East actually start playing like they're the best two teams in the in the league and bring them back down to reality. So it's not like it's a sure thing that you can just take the best or worst team and say over or under. Okay. Agree? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> All right. So eighteen games in. One of the what 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 would you say like who who would you say is like probably the most surprising? Don't say the most surprising team because then it might go into your bets later on. But like the most surprising player that you've seen so far. Well, I think the bigger surprise is all the pitchers who stink, like the Chris oh, Sales. Yeah. That's that. That's even more shocking. The U Darvish too. I well, was high we, on U Darvish. We knew oh, he'd man. stink. But um, Degrom got lit up his last two outings, like lit up, lit up. Like well, six, he's got strep throat, runs. man. He's got strep throat. No, but there's been a lot of guys getting crushed. Like a lot of has Max Scherzer even won a game? Well, no, but he's not getting killed. It's just he does, he gets no run support. Right. Um, but that, I think that part's really interesting, and the whole thing about like every bullpen gets blown up every game. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know who's not getting blown up? Blake Snell, unless he's stepping out of the shower. Hey, yo. Steps out of the shower, breaks his toe, ends up on the DL. But that's the thing about like the Rays. So if you're looking for like surprising players, you would have to say that they absolutely fleece the Pirates. I mean, granted, yeah. we're only 18 games in here. For the Chris Archer trade, because mm-hmm. Archer is Archer, and he's going to strike out nine guys, but he's going to give up four runs every start. Whereas uh, Glasnow, Tyler Glasnow, yeah. he's four and zero with like a you know like just minuscule ERA. Uh, he's like a top ten fantasy player right now. Austin Meadows finally out of nowhere. You know he couldn't do anything in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Comes over to Tampa Bay, actually gets a shot. I think that has a lot to do with it. If you look at like Austin Meadows, an outfielder, you were in a system where you were playing behind Andrew McCutcheon, Starling Marte, or Sterling Starling Marte, Starling, yeah. Starling Marte, and then Gregory Polanco, who was dubbed like the next coming of Roberto Clemente, like four games into his career, and he's fucking garbage. He's terrible. He can't hit left-handed pitching. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm sure he's a, a, an above average outfielder, but he's terrible. And you were behind all three of those guys. So what does that do to your psyche? Finally, you get traded to a team like Tampa Bay and they're like, we're going to let you play. And now you see why he was like this highly touted, you know, prospect. So that's why you see a team like Tampa Bay at 14 and four, because you have a guy like Tyler Glasnow who's not getting lit up. You have Austin Meadow who's lighting Austin Meadows, who's lighting up pitchers. So for me, those would be like two of the biggest surprises so far. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, your boy Yelich, I didn't think he would be this crazy again. That's pretty nuts how he started off. Yeah, no, he's he's crushing it. The guy from the White Sox, Anderson. Tim Anderson? Yeah, yeah he's been crushing it. Fine. He was totally worth in a keeper league. I saved him for 11 bucks. I'm like, but I, I feel like he was really butthurt by the Manny Machado rumors. Like, hey, Machado's going to come in and play short. And he's like, hey, what about me? 
Like, he was a legitimate, before the Manny Machado thing, a legitimate 2020 threat, if not uh, you know, maybe 25-25. I'm not going to say he's going to hit 30 home runs. But I think a lot of times with these guys, that's all it takes. I went to the Dodgers-Brewers game that time, and I was heckling Brewers. And Ricky Weeks finally started hitting the ball. <laughs> Aramis Ramirez, this when he was on the Brewers. I was like, Aramis. And I'm, like, sitting in really good seats, thanks to our buddy Josh. And I'm like, and the Dodgers fans love me because I'm heckling the Brewers. I thought that was my, goal, my only way to survive the game. It's like, hey, I got to be one of these guys. So Aramis would come up, and I'm like, from me to maybe just out in the hallway to him, like, so close. And I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, hey, Aramis, this isn't Chicago. We expect you to hit the ball here three pitches later over the center field fence. And the Brewers won that day. But I think, like, especially at, like, this point, like when you see like a, a turd like Ryan Braun struggling, uh, I was talking with my brother-in-law today. Like what he's like, what would it take to get this guy's like average up to like a respectable number? And I said, a guy like Ryan Braun, who's like heard this and been there and done this, whatever, he would need to see like an article come out that says why Ryan Braun is done or Ryan Braun is holding the Brewers down, and someone would have to paste that in his locker, and that's what these guys need to like motivate themselves and he would also need some peds from <laughs> ryan braun sure would I, i'm thinking about tommy as like a little league coach and what he would use his motivation yeah. you know can you imagine oh man like you run like a little fag like you'd put it up on the kids like bag he's in t-ball and it's like my coach thinks i'm a fag by then fag will be so outdated no one will even know what it means in 15 years that's a cigarette you think jojo's gonna play a little softball i hope so if I had a daughter, that's what I wanted. I no, wanted. no golf. I wanted to go. Or she gets like a scholarship to Tulane, and you got to go down there for like softball games all the time. Well, I would, yeah. I would, I would go ahead and buy an, uh, an apartment around there. I would not have. I, w- I won't let my wife go to New Orleans by herself. Your college, your guitar career is going to come back if you get a chance to play down there. Sure, good. I'll find the Altenberg of trumpets <laughs> somewhere in the. He'll still corner. be alive somewhere. He'll play. He'll, he'll play. Yeah, Altenberg wanted me to do that uh, that tattoo or the pussy lickers any one time, and I was like, no, 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 we'll just stick with the with the the mustache ride song and let it let it let it speak for itself. Uh, one more guy that I think is playing out of his mind right now, Jason Hayward. He's he's actually hitting the ball. I'm going home. Did you see, did you see? I like, know, but that's, you, you want to talk about flukes? <laughs> Joey well, Votto popped out to first base today. Uh-huh. First time his whole career. Isn't that unbelievable? Jason Hayward is twice a game he pops out on the infield. But I want so I, I was it, looking at the worst part about it is all the people who are like these blind faith Cubs fans, friends of mine, are going to be like, oh, there's a, you know, they, they're they just going to forget about three years of terror. And he has like seven errors this year, too. Like, oh, but his defense, it's like that guy. Well, in fantasy right now, he is the number 18th ranked player. Okay, where do you think he's going to finish the year? Well, that's why he is. Definitely under two. The that's 200. why he's, he's the only player uh, still available on the yeah, waiver yeah, wire. Yeah, no one wants to touch him. In the top 50 yeah, players. No, that's gross. The next one who's available is number 53, Jay Bruce. Because <laughs> everyone in fantasy no. is just kind of like, I. You know who he is? He's trigger. Ryan Fitzpatrick. He comes out and throws three uh, touchdowns. Everyone's like, oh, let's pick him up in fantasy. Do you see how fat he is? No, but good for him. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> he even had like a. I didn't, I didn't even listen to he, it. He's yet. on a team or no? Dolphins. Oh, that's perfect for him. He's got to be on the most teams of any quarterback in the history of football, right? He's like the Asdrubal Cabrera of uh, eight or nine. Dave Craig's probably up there. He's on a bunch. I was going to do a factor fudge for you tonight and and say whether or not this was a team that Asdrubal Cabrera had played for. Who was the other guy? Remember Joaquin Benoit? 
I felt yeah. like he was he was singing uh, or like he was signing a a one year contract with like every team. Like he would be with San Diego, and then he'd be at Detroit, and then he would go play for Pittsburgh, and the next year he's on Detroit again, and then you know it always came back to like Detroit where he was pitching there again. It's like but, that scene from uh, basketball when the guy signs like, oh. Uh, welcome Minnesota, and they're like, "You're in Cleveland." <laughs> <laughs> is that basketball or a credit card commercial? Basketball. Oh, Southwest, Southwest. They do that where oh, a guy comes they? out and oh, he's yeah. like, "Detroit, yeah." yeah. He's like, I "Love you, Detroit." Detroit. He's like, "We're <laughs> in <laughs> Cleveland." Yeah, no, it's in basketball too. Who do you think stole it from? Do you think Matt Basket. Parker or Trey Parker and Matt Stone stole it from the the Southwest gang? Basketball. Southwest crew can be pretty funny. Basketball was like in the '90s, though. Mm. Yeah, this commercial was in high def, so it wouldn't have been the 90s. Yeah. Although, you know, have you ever been on a Southwest flight when you get one of the funny flight attendants going through, like, the safety mm-hmm. things? I've never flown Southwest randomly. Ah! Well, it's it's kind of like, uh, it, until Spirit Airlines came along, it was like the Greyhound bus of the sky. But then Spirit Airlines came along, and it's just kind of like, wow. Uh, Allegiant Air. Like, you know, if you're getting yeah. on there, like, you're kind of like, in the back of your mind, you're like, it's okay if it doesn't land. <laughs> these these planes it's it's crazy but with southwest i'll never forget it i was just i was on there which is kind of like every like a normal normal like uh you know just getting getting ready as the flight takes off getting your water out putting your bag up sitting down they start going over the uh the safety details and this guy must have been a comic he had to have been because he was even everyone on the plane was laughing there was no like politically correct person saying like this is ridiculous he would say shit like um not not as much as like Tommy Boy, where it was like, you know, don't worry about the water landing because odds are we're going to hit a mountain. Nothing <laughs> nothing like that extreme. But he was like, uh, if if there's a decrease in cabin pressure, your mask will fall from oxygen mask will fall from the uh, from the ceiling. Um, <clears throat> if you have a child, make sure you secure your mask first before you secure the, secure the child's. If you have two children, make sure you determine which one has more potential. <laughs> secure that <laughs> one first. Great. It was it was like that the entire time, and he got like a not a standing no, but everyone just went uh, like nuts. Great. Like he had just headlined the comedy <laughs> store when he was done. Um, that's one reason to fly like a late night Southwest flight. I think it's always like the late night ones where they have a little more fun. Like they only have like one pilot in the cockpit. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> rolling the dice. Rolling the dice. <laughs> Uh, anything else that you've seen? I, there's one thing that I posted today from Monday night about the 2019 MLB um, season so far. You Darvish. Now you guys weren't high on him, but I was. I was like, this guy's. You know, he's locked in. He's 30 pounds heavier than he's ever been. It's all muscle. Like he's just. He's been waiting. This is his year. Like I, I was honestly thinking like Cy Young. Like this guy's just going to be the old version of himself, the Texas version. And uh, the other night. He drilled Lewis Brinson at 99 miles an hour. Like it had to, we were talking about it, it had to hit off his cup. And he took out three people behind the plate. There's only three people the batter, the catcher, and the umpire. He took out all three with a fastball. It would like, it actually gave credence to the JFK magic bullet theory. <laughs> Did you see it? No. Oh, you've no. got to pull this up. Try not to watch him, p- him play baseball. Uh, you can go to the Daily Upper Decker, dailyuppardecker.com. Find us oh, on Facebook. Oh, it's right Facebook, here in my favorites. Twitter, at Daily Upper Deck, yeah. <laughs> so you, you see it, and it's like it drills Brinson in the cock, and then like ricochets off it, drills Contreras. He falls over. So obviously Brinson falls down. Then Contreras fills, uh, falls over. And then Brian Onora, the home plate umpire in the back, then it like hits him right here and he goes down. It's wow. great. It's so funny to see he throws a ball and all three guys are basically just, <laughs> ah, it was, it was unbelievable. But there was a guy, what was his name? 
Do you remember this? He's, he was, was like Chris Pouliet. Matthew Matthew Matthew, Matthew Pouliet or, or something, something like that. He writes for Roto World, and this this site that Justin was talking about, uh, Sports Mockery, picked it up. This guy legitimately thinks that you Darvish was trying to like take out Lewis Brinson in his dick, and that he should be like banned from baseball. Yeah, he said he throws ninety five the entire game, and the one time he throws ninety nine, he hits the guy in the, in the dick. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was his reasoning. That and then it was like I was kind of like, all right, well, who does he write for? The Daily Upper Decker. Yeah. <laughs> it like it gave more credence and like more legitimacy to my. I feel like if it would have been a Daily Upper Decker article, that would have like sort of took a tangent into like maybe Lewis Princeton and Darvish are gay and they're like <laughs> they're banging and he used just like that band that makes out like with you would have taken the journalism <laughs> to a whole different level. I would have had to get a press pass to the next Marlins Cubs game over there. Hey, Brinson, you like that Darvish? Yeah. Um, so that that was that was one of the craziest things. I know plate with the Lewis Brinson loves used cock sign, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is that?" Daily Upper Decker, nothing but sports and crap. Marlins guy next to yeah. Tommy. All right, one more thing before we jump into the MLB over unders. Uh, over-under win totals uh, preview here on the Daily Upper Decker, despite the fact that we're 17 or 18 games into the season. I wanted to bring up the Boston Red Sox. Now, this is one of the things. I went through, and on the the opening day, I went through every single team, and I gave whether or not their over-under was going to hit, and I gave, like, a prediction. Now, here was my prediction for the uh, for the Red Sox. Let me pull it up right here. The Red Sox uh, getting shit housed and having hump sessions with Massachusetts hookers every night after home games will finally take a toll on this team sometime around July. Prediction under ninety four and a half wins, but I didn't know it would take an effect like in April because they are terrible. Bets and our good bo- our good buddy Josh Clark brought this up since Josh Clark met him at that Lakers Nuggets <laughs> yeah, yeah. games earlier earlier this year. He's been garbage. He's been terrible. He didn't hit in the World Series after meeting Josh Clark, and he, all of a sudden he can't hit right now. He's hitting like 200. Chris Sale has been atrocious. I think four starts of just awful baseball. So I, I think we experienced it with the Cubs like a little bit after they won the World Series, but they still went back to the, the NLCS the following year. So there was like a slight World Series hangover. This is pretty bad. So I had to look it up. Like, is this the worst start ever? for a World Series team. And in the American League, that answer is yes. It's tied for the worst start ever. The Marlins, after they won in 1997, with all the players that they just traded for from the Padres, Sheffield, all those guys, they started out 1-9 in 1998, but this is tied for the worst start ever through 10 games. 2-8 and eight is the worst start ever for a defending uh, World Series team. So do you think... That this is just kind of like, ah, not a big deal. It's only like, you know, 17, 18 games right now. They'll get out of it. Or is it kind of like, no, this is this is who they really are. Last year, they they overachieved. Are we going to answer that now or when we make the pick? Oh, this is one of your well, picks, I man? I think it's going to be somebody's pick, right? Well, I, I think I, if it gets to me, like I would – obviously, I, I thought that that was going to happen before the season – but I'm saying, like, as the, I, I think it's a story in itself outside of us making bets, and that this is the the World Series champion right now, and they look like they they would be the worst team in the NL Central. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man, but it's like I don't know. It's fun to not like the Red Sox, I think, right? Well, they they become one of those teams where it's yeah. like you, are, you don't they jump won on a lot. Now and good say, for them and all, but it's like I don't feel bad for them at all. Like, I don't know. 
I'm sorry. The Reds, the Reds would still be worse, but not by mu- but not by much in the in the NL Central. So at at six and thirteen, I, I I don't know. I couldn't find if that was like the the worst start through nineteen games. Just through ten games, two and eight is the worst start by by a defending World Series champion. With that said, who gets first pick here? We have to we we have to draw for it on air. Oh, okay. I left us enough time to draw on air. Okay. Like last time, we 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 pulled out our cocks to find out who had the longest cock at that point, and it took oh. about thirty minutes. You know, I couldn't I couldn't. Afford to well, you got to have a warm up, or else it's not it's not fair <laughs> to just do flaccid. You know, you gotta. Everybody gets a few minutes. Yeah, you you have can't the, use you any have media to get ready, it going so. again. You got to find a picture in Tommy's apartment to get it going with. Is there any different? Like, there's there's got to be a new game here. This is what could put us on the map. There's got to be a new game of paper, rock, scissors that we can come up with, right? Rochambeau. Like that's all anybody does at at like the Dodger game. If anybody like who's paying for this one, you see paper like paper rock scissors or rock paper scissors, whatever the kids are calling it, Rochambeau. There has to be like a new thing that we come up with, and it takes off. We could do a game. It's a little perverted, but it could be it, be, it would be called cock hand butt, and everyone <laughs> everyone stands, and then you, you count well, the three and you turn around to whichever one. That's just its butt. That's good, but it's got to be so it's got to be Murph's cock. So. <laughs> Cock meets hand because the hand has to hold it. Wait a minute, where's my hand? Where's my hand? <laughs> uh, so I think that's that's the way that that will draw. Do you want to say anything about the Red Sox? No, this is like your your like chance, it. man. No, I mean, who cares? Like they get a free year. Like Chris Sale gets a free year right here. They won the World Series. He can be he can be terrible. That is like the one thing, right? Yeah. Even like when your team wins the Super Bowl. Like I think for like the Eagles fans, it was the same way. Even though that they still gave it another. Hell of a try. It was still kind of like, and, and like Broncos fans a couple of years ago. I remember like uh, talking to my friend Shaggy and talking to Pac Ross, and they were all just kind of like, it doesn't matter. They're going to be good again this year, but even if they don't make it, who cares? No, because it we're a world I mean, world well, we're still with that with the Cubs in a way. I mean, we still mm-hmm. want them to win, but it's like, how mad can you really be? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Baseball is so weird, too, because there's always going to be a new good team. But if you're in basketball and you're the Warriors fan, yeah, you're pissed because you're the best team. Easily, yeah. I well, I, th- I think baseball like there's so many awesome teams. Like I don't know, I think it's super greedy. I think that's what's impressive about those Yankees years. But anyways, all right. Well, with that, uh, that that's kind of like uh, that. That is our preview going into the the best part of our Major League Baseball preview here on the Daily Upper Decker. Find us on Facebook uh, and on Twitter at Daily Upper Deck. Still haven't done an Instagram yet. Um. And we probably won't either. It's free. And you can find us on Grinder as well. <laughs> you can. That's right. But we're all wearing Mexican wrestling masks. <laughs> Might be the one that takes us to the promised land. Well, I talked about that. I talked about it yesterday on the uh, the T-Talk Live uh, or the Angie oh, yeah, McCartney yeah. T-Talk. I had a lot of fun. So far, there are like almost 800 views on the video, which I think is like their best one so far. Oh, that's great. But it's like, you know... I share it with my friends. I tell people ahead of time on Facebook, yeah. hey, check it out. And that probably has like a lot to do with it. But they have their like faithful that come out and watch it. And yeah. then I had JoJo there. And yeah, Babies I saw how you used her as a prop. That yeah, was, that it was, was great. Really interesting. It was great, yeah. Good move. It's, uh, you know, when, when you don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Ben Stiller's parents. Like, well, this yeah. is going to be the one right here. All right. And then, and then when he makes it, he's going to bring us into relevance. It's going to be really weird when I go on there in two weeks and bring your kid as well. That, that's going to be super weird. <laughs> See how much it looks like. We should my do son? it and see if Angie even notices. What if she's like, what now? <laughs> Just put a hat on her. 
Just put a hat on her. It's a boy's clothes. Like, oh, you know, we had a girl out here last year. <laughs> That's a great idea. A little, little mustache. Uh, see if she notices. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, we were on there. We were, and, and I had to let them know. They're like, well, how do you, you know, how do you make your money? If I, you know, I, I, I gave them the question. Like, you can ask me, like, you know, if I don't see you on Netflix, if I don't see you on HBO, then how do you, how are you making your money comedy wise? And I told them about the MC work and yeah, the yeah. interviews and everything I get to do for money. And, and then they were, they were like, well, what about the Daily Upper Decker? And I told them, and I don't know if it like resonated with them uh, a little bit because I brought up the Chicago Tribune. I said, when I go to the Chicago Tribune to read a story, it's a great paper. But if I go and watch or like bring up a story online, I think it's the most embarrassing website. The New York Times, any of these, like they're the same way. I just click on a, on a link, like on a Facebook link to a story, and it's the Chicago Tribune, and it's pop up, pop up, pop up. And I'm like, am I on like TotalPackers.com or am I on the Chicago Tribune? And I said, for me, with the Daily Upper Decker, I just want to write a story that takes one to two minutes to read, and people laugh. Yeah. And then they come back the next day. I'm not in it for money. I don't want it. I just want people to click on a link and laugh. And I almost don't know if they, they got it. Uh, I'll ask him if you want. <laughs> sure, go ahead. Did you understand the whole thing about not doing something for money? It was, it was crazy. Uh, but, yeah, head on over to the Daily Upper Decker. Ad-free comedy uh, stuff like you, Darvis, trying to pitch. A very good comedy this year. So you brought up Jason Hayward. You brought up you, Darvish. Uh-huh. What's next? Marlene, Mandy. <laughs> I mean, like, how much worse could it get for me? I just want to know what I'm in for. You I'm wait like, till pick number four. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Greasebach reference in there somewhere. Tommy's always taking low blows. You know that? <laughs> All right. So how are we going to determine who gets the first pick here in the 2019 Daily Upper Decker MLB <clears throat> over-under win totals draft? Uh... Brought to you by Flag and Anthem and the McCartneys. So you won the most amount of money in our last bet. So I think you should pick your position, then Justin go second, and I'll just be third. Is that okay? It works for me. Or let's do this. Let's pick out uh, Jolene's toys right here. This is a little different than cock hand, but this is Jolene's this is. toys. <laughs> now, she may have thrown one of these in her diaper. So you never know. Uh, so what is it? The... All right. Now, there are six different colored eggs in this thing. I don't see color. Isn't it funny? <laughs> the, the, what Wisconsin people, the games they play with their kids? Yeah. There's six <laughs> eggs in this bucket. So now this thing, though, Jolene's at the point where she, like, opens this thing up and just chucks them. And we're trying to get her, like, you know, maybe at seven and a half months, it's wishful thinking. I'll take one. Thanks, Murph. Yeah, I'll take one, too. It's wi- it's wishful thinking that she would like be able to put these eggs back in with the bottoms of them. There's like a heart shape, and there's, yep. So there's colors, there's shapes on the bottom. Like uh, there's the heart shape. There's a square, circle, whatever. You know, uh, her big thing right now is she just opens it and then just throws them. It's a very Connor Murphy kind of mentality that she's got. Don't blame my right. kid for your kid's problems. All right, right so <laughs> between you guys. You have to tell me which of these eggs. Now, here are the colors. Green, pink, blue, purple, orange, and yellow. Which one of these eggs has the tongue out? There are two eggs that has the tongue out on on the so on their face. What if we're both wrong? Then I get the first pick. Then I feel like there should only be three eggs. <laughs> You're stacking the deck against us. Okay, fine. I'll give you I'll give you three different colors. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Two of them have a tongue on it. Okay. If you get one that has a what tongue, are the you three get the color options. It's going to be pink, green, and orange. All right. 
So, Justin Gilbert, you go first. If you get if you get the uh, one of them that has a tongue on it, or no, it should be which one doesn't have a tongue on it. And if you get that one, if you get that one, then you get the first pick. If not, you get the third pick. Green. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. You Torch. will get the third pick. No, that's incorrect. Wow, you will get the second pick. The pink us. one, the pink wow. one, does not have a tongue. I don't know. The yellow one looks like all fucked up, yeah, like the, the Jankum finally kicked in right there on the left one. It's going to be a tough 4 a.m. session for the yellow one on the left right, right So you get first pick? Is that what uh, it's saying? a shout-out to uh, Tommy, or Tumai, T-O-M-Y, Eggs. Thanks a lot for being a, a sponsor really, to the Daily Upper Decker. T-O-M-Y? Boy, let's, such a, let's do this. It's such a shitty moment, too, when she opens up those eggs because they go flying and you're digging underneath the couch, and then you look over and Benny's chewing on one, so you got to, yeah, fatherhood. All right, so I get the first pick. Now, if I would have, I think this is this is the craziest part about, about doing the draft. If we would have done this two or three weeks ago when this, before the season started, my number one pick would have been the Colorado Rockies over. Oh, yeah. Because at that point, they were at like, uh, well, I think it, it got bet up to 84 and a half. But when you look at them now, I think they're like 5 and 12, maybe like 6, six and 12, 12 or something like that. The injury bug is there again. And did you guys hear why they think they're, the, the injuries are so prominent in that city? Dehydration. They say that at the elevation, at the elevation that uh, the dehydration sets in. So these guys aren't like drinking enough fluids. And that's why like their muscles just really? whatever. Uh, so I'm not going to touch, I'm not going to touch the, uh, the, you should, the, the Rockies. No, I'm just saying what I would have done. Yeah. Now what I will do is I will take the Miami Marlins under 63 and a half wins because they are as bad as advertised. I see them as a hundred win team personally, (laughs) but you might have your phone upside down. You might want to you might want to double check that right there. If the Cubs are coming in and sweeping them, they were a five and nineteen. So again, I, I put the U Darvish thing up, and I said that the Cubs are a pig shit awful this year. And we talked about how their offense, like off mic, we were like their offense is amazing, but they're pitching. You know, I would I would have thought that Lester Darvish Hamels actually looks great. Yeah, Katana is really good too lately. Uh, their last, last six games, their ERA is like 1.5. Yeah, it was a, the beginning it's of the season. Dramatically different. Terrible. Bullpen's been yeah, good, they look too. good now. Well, that's great because on a daily upper decker, we pick them to go to the World Series. So let's, uh, in that retrospect, hope that it happens. As a Brewers fan, uh, let's hope that their bus breaks now. All right. <clears throat> so I'm going with the Miami Marlins. Uh, Murph, you will be in charge of uh, keeping this. Oh. Although I'll have to go back and double check it. Sometimes, man, that chicken scratch. I remember going last year's baseball thing. All of a sudden, like somewhere mixed in there, you had Gilbert taking like the Dolphins plus seven and a half. <laughs> it's like, that's, they're not even a team. I got a problem, Tom. They're not even a team. All right. So uh, with my first overall pick in the 2019 Daily Upper Decker, MLB over under win total draft, the Miami Marlins will finish with less than 63 and a half wins. Super. Who's up next? Uh, you are. You have the number two pick. All right. I got the Reds under 79. Come on, that's an easy one. Under seventy nine. They're like five and that was my pick. Five and twelve. I got one name for you, Nick Senzel. Good for Nick. Uh, (laughs) He's not going to get him to eighty wins though. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a really hard division, which we all knew, and they have a really really bad pitching staff. 
Well, Castillo, Castillo is something. I know, but what happened not... to Sonny Gray? I haven't even seen him he, pitch. He's is never it... been good since Oakland. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. he wasn't good with the Yankees at all. No, no, no. Didn't he blame them? Like, didn't they say yeah, that, that he, they he wanted him to throw like a certain pitch or and something? He walked like off that? the mound in like that playoff game or whatever. Laughing. He's laughing. He's like, no, that's not gonna work. I think the Reds was a gimme. You like that one? I wasn't. That was my pick. I had that circled, like ready to right. take that. But one. all right, so now let's let's go it's back. Seventy nine, right? If the if, if the I'm season hadn't right? started, if the season hadn't started, would you have said they would have been in my top seven? That top, under. okay, yeah, the under there because right. it's been consistent the last couple of years. It's hit. So well, what are the odds that Yasiel Puig is still on that team in August? I think I don't know. Like my buddy John, who I play softball with, who list, he listens to every game on the radio. Like he's dedicated. Like a he Reds said, fan? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. hardcore, like he he said they love him. Wow! But He's, if you're him, you know he doesn't want to play in cold weather. I think there are more people that landed on the moon that are rooting for the Cincinnati Reds this year. Yeah, I think Ohio State as soon as I think Reds, <laughs> and I don't know if there's anything worse. It's worse than Duke. It's, it's bad. Well, anyways, this is a whole. Well, I think we, we have a, we have our good. You got to do good, a bad sports pod, like bad sports. Hate, no, just yeah. like hated. Anyway, all, all right. right. Sorry, so two unders, two unders to start the 2019 Daily Upper Decker MLB over-under win totals draft. We've got the under for the Miami Marlins for Tommy and the under uh, for the Cincinnati Reds at 79. Wow. They, they was, was, was it all because of like the trades, the Kemp trade? Yeah, yeah. Puig that they said going from 67 They got, they got Alex Wood and... and uh... And Gray and like guys like that. I feel like I haven't even seen those guys. So are they like injured? Gray's hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Kemp plays. Yeah, Kemp plays, but he's terrible. Puig was, you know, the Dodgers the other night. Did you hear about the World Series ring thing? I guess I guess the runner-up gets a World Series ring, too. Get out of here. So the Just Dodgers did a it? thing for Kemp and Puig and whatever. Oh. Puig wasn't there. It was like they waited 20 like, minutes before the game. He was shopping. Yeah, they, were, they, they Showed up like five it. minutes before the game started, and then he came in and hit a home run off Clay Kershaw. <laughs> Pretty hilarious. But my buddy Alan, who's season ticket holder, said he was expecting these guys think Puig's like the most popular player ever. That he he thought he he goes, I think it's gonna be a standing O. He said it was like maybe seventy thirty in terms mm-hmm. of cheers. Okay. But they think he they're like he's arguably one of the most famous athletes to ever play in LA. I'm like, What? Yes, and they go to all the Puig? games. They're like the fucking fans love him. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Well, then again, have you been to a Dodgers game lately? That's why they love him. No, I don't. Good Lord. Unless you're going with Eamon Fowler or Joe Boyle. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Dodger fans are like, uh, all the girls are like Kardashians. They're the ones where, like, they all hold hands and they break through, like, a line. Like, if you're in the beer line, they, like, walk past you and, like, step on your foot and, like, you know, kind of nudge you to the side. And then once they get through, they're like, oh, excuse me. (laughs) That's a Dodgers fan. That's what it is. So, no, it wouldn't surprise me that Yasiel Puig is 70-30 most popular. Yeah. Ask All him right. who Sandy Koufax is. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Justin Gilbert, you're on the board for two. All right, well, I'm going to go with an over with the Milwaukee Brewers at 86 and a half. Oh, it makes me so happy. Thank you. Put that one in bold. Now, I remember, mean, they, they have a good, they're off to a hot start. I don't think they're going to slow down. Mm-hmm. Pains me to say, but, yeah, I think they'll easily hit 90 yeah. wins. Yeah. So I talk about this with my buddies. Like, why wouldn't the Brewers? It's not every day that someone comes into, like, a city like Milwaukee. Like, I, it, Milwaukee now, compared to, like, when I left it, it's a different city. When I left it, I was, like, good riddance. Like, you know, the third ward, everything basically on the other side of 794 was shit. 
and now they fixed it up. They've got one of those like white triangle bridges you know which one i'm talking about they always every city has i heard they have like an now. applebee's now too oh man <laughs> franklin everywhere yeah they drive through right <laughs> but it's like it's it's like you Curbside go you go delivery. to the city you go to the city now like marquette is cleaned up marquette for a while that was a filthy area when my wife went to school there it was like no way if i would have met her on like a, a tinder or something back then i'd be like marquette no thanks get tested first and then come back but now it's like it's it's a good looking area of town um, but, uh, but for someone now like to come into Milwaukee and say like, I love this place, especially someone of Christian Yelich's caliber, lock him up, give him one of these, give him one of these deals. Yeah. Well, he's from Detroit. So you know, <laughs> it's a step up. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I don't know. <laughs> Simi Valley. Same way. <laughs> All right. So, uh, on the wraparound, who, who are you taking? I'm going to do another over. And I'm going to do the Pirates at seventy-seven and a half. Wow! I think they get. I think they get eighty wins this year. Very fair. Very Is there any fair. any reasoning behind that or no? Uh, Andy Van Slyke is back, <laughs> so I'm going with that. Somewhere in the organization, yeah. <laughs> Mike Lavalier. Even if he's just making public appearances <laughs> yeah. at the at the Macy's, yeah, sure. Or they have a casino now in Pittsburgh. Do you know that? No. So it's like if you cross the river, you cross, uh, I think it's Roberto Clemente Bridge. You cross it to get over by like Heinz Field and then PNC Park. There's a casino down there as well. Down so, by the Allegheny River? <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Is the Allegheny, what, what are the three rivers that go into Pittsburgh? Allegheny. Uh... It's, it's not what you would think. You would think it's like the Allegheny, Ohio, and like something else. And it's, it's, it's not. I have That's no a good idea. Guess. I mean, that, might, that might be in Oregon, but that sounds like a good guess to me. All right, here we go. I'm Googling it right now. The three rivers. It's going to be one obvious one, right? It's the Allegheny, the Ohio, and then the uh, Monongahela. Uh, I wouldn't got that one. Managala, Managahala. That's that's why I said I've I've known this before. Like I've looked it up before, and I'm like, it's not the three obvious that you think. The Allegheny, the Ohio, yes, and then Managahala. Go ahead, Murph. Uh, I'm going to take the aforementioned Devil Rays over eighty four and a half. This is this is amazing, Uh, especially what happened last year. The Rays. But the Rays, if, they if you fucking killed me last year. But if you looked at it, how did they win? They knew they didn't have any starting pitching, so Kevin Cash came up with this thing like, "I'm just going to start relievers, and I'm going to every day is going to be a bullpen day unless Blake Snell is throwing." Well, this year's different. They They've got three starters. Yep, they have a better team this year, and the Yankees and Red Sox are struggling. It's like per, it's like the perfect start. Now, do I think they win the division? Maybe not, mm-hmm. but eighty four and a half wins, yeah, for sure. I I I, I just think if you look at if you if you look at like their their pitching, but like all the way through starters and bullpen, like the that Alvarado kid at the end of the, yeah. like he's he's lights out. Yeah, they've got like I forget what I've heard, and I know this sounds silly when you say it. They have like three or four relievers that throw over ninety five or something mm-hmm. like that. Not a lot of teams have that. They have more relievers that throw over ninety five than fans that show up to the <laughs> ballpark. It's unbelievable. Well, I think see that used to be a big thing with the Cubs when Wrigley. I mean, it was still nice, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. they would have these day games, and they would always say these teams are—they look forward to coming to Chicago so much, not only for the day games, but for like the lifestyle and the fun. And I think that same thing happens in Tampa, but the opposite—they're going there 
expecting, oh, hey, we're just playing the Rays in that shitty stadium. And the Rays, they got a biggest chip on their shoulder, I think, of any team. They're constantly in cashes like that, too, man. Super fiery he's like that. Great Andy, manager. Andy, Andy Green, same thing. Like, Yes. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. It's not like I like him again. I'm still mad at him, but... Uh, to me, that seems. Like well, I think a, a I think gimme. Kevin Cash is a perennial uh, manager of the year candidate, and he's going to someone's going to scoop him up. Yeah, sure, they'll overpay him. You know, like, well, it's not even like it's. Imagine a guy like that that is so. But it's almost like a a, a McVeigh syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like you get those couple young guys, they're like, "How is he doing this with this team?" And then Boone has a bad year. Mm-hmm. Guess who's your manager next year? He knows the East. You yeah, know but what I, I mean? but I talked to Goose Gossage. In that interview last yeah. month, and he said that like Aaron Boone, like the strings, he's a puppet. Yeah, the, the, the well, nerds, they all, the, all the young guys are. Yeah, Dave Dave Roberts is the same way with the Dodgers, right. and that's and that's actually good when you when you actually meet a knowledgeable uh, Dodgers fan. Like we know yeah. these guys. Yeah, like it's great to hear them say because everyone comes out and they're like Roberts, fire him! Like this is garbage! Like this team should have won by no, now. And no. it's like no, it doesn't matter who you put there. And I honestly believe that the same thing is happening to Craig Council. That no one has said it yet. But behind the scenes, Stearns and those guys, he's got his team of nerds, and they're telling him because there's no way that Craig Council, as a baseball guy, would have gone to Jeremy Jeffers as often as he did <laughs> in the NLCS. I still think he's a good manager. To me, he's more fiery than Roberts, though. Council? Like, Council, I, yeah, like he gets like – you watch him in the dugout, like if he'll challenge something, whatever, he's like emotional about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that guy, man. I know you've never really liked those managers, but I like him. Wait, Roberts, to me, is blah. Mm-hmm. And Cora might have been that, but he's fiery too, and he's always going to stick up for the guys. Like, how often do you hear Robert say anything where you're like, "Oh, that was interesting." Mm-hmm. It's always very like, "Oh, we'll just stick with the guys and believe what we're doing." I don't know. Well, <clears throat> he might be one of those guys who goes down with one of the best regular season records of all time, gets fired, never wins a World Series. Sort Dave of Dave Roberts, yeah, yeah. Because if they don't win this year, you got to get rid of them. Sooner or later, though, as a manager, <clears throat> when you're getting this, and it would be like a great. You know, they made the movie Moneyball or whatever, but it make a great movie moment to where all of a sudden the manager just says, like, where the players all turn around, like in Hoosiers, where he's like, you know, hey, you're going to be a decoy. We're actually going to get it over here. And everyone looks at him and they're like, whatever. And he listens to the players to where sooner or later Roberts or these managers has to have like a moment of like, fuck the nerds. Like, you know, no. They, they don't know. They haven't played baseball. Right. Like, yeah. I understand that Jeremy Jeffress, his numbers, the way he throws his fastball, like whatever, that this guy can't hit it. But it's obvious that he's struggling right now. Sooner or later, you have to go with your gut and say, fuck off. I'm the manager. I'm doing this, and I'm going to put my career on the line, or at least my career here in Milwaukee on the line for it. Anyway, moving on here in the draft. Uh, the deep thoughts in this podcast, This is though. This is one that I called ahead of time, and I know they've won a couple of games lately. But they are going to be terrible. And they're one of the teams that had like an upcoming prospect and apparently heard an oblique. But I know I looked at him. He doesn't have an oblique. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. This team is terrible. And when it comes time for the uh, – you're going to see names like Marcus Stroman at the trade deadline. Stroman's not going to be on the Blue Jays anymore. They are in a complete rebuild right now. There are guys that can't hit. This Gurriel kid who was uh, supposed to be like an up-and-coming prospect, that second base, shortstop, whatever, like he can't throw. So he got sent down to the minors because he's got the yips. They traded off Kevin Pilar already to the Giants. The fact that, honestly, right now that they're 7-12, and 12, that's four more wins than I thought they'd have all year. The Toronto Blue Jays under 74.5 is an absolute lock. It is going to hit by August. That is my second pick. Wow. Didn't see that one coming? 
Uh, no, that's a good one. I like that one. I, I, like, name name their five starting pitchers. I can't. Exactly. I don't even, even want to try. <laughs> They're so Before bad. Before you it's... said the people you said, I couldn't name one person on that team. <laughs> on that team, Justin <laughs> Smoke. But that'll be, like, Justin Smoke will be a name at the trade deadline to where, like, if someone needs a big left-handed bat in their in their lineup. He'll be, a, he'll be a guy who goes. My other team that I'm going to take here uh, at the beginning of the third round they they boned me last year, but this year I think that uh, they're they're going to be somebody to uh, to keep your eye on in the Mets? in the NL East. The Mets, wow. the Mets. Uh, I I love these young guys, and this is a team, the Mets, that they showed. Unlike the Blue Jays with Pete Alonso, they could have done the same thing, and they could have said, "Well, we want another year of control." And they're like, "Fuck that! This kid is ready. He's ready to go, and he's blowing up in front of our eyes." So uh, great sure name th- for New York, too. You know. Pete Alonso. Yeah, seriously, what a great name! Oh man, we went to we went to a Nationals Mets game one time, and this is when they were playing at RFK Stadium, and it was uh, my good buddy uh, Tommy from back home, and we're sitting there, and there were a couple of Mets fans, and they were like. Who is that guy with the cider? With the cider, that Johnny fucking Pepperstone. That was Johnny. Had, he had the fucking cider. And out, yeah, could have been Pete Alonso. Yeah, could have thrown in there as well. I, yeah. I, I think they will compete for the division. All right. So the the Met. Oh yeah. No no. Uh, I, and I think that the Mets are in a position right now as well to uh, to trade. They do have a couple of other like younger pieces that they can trade to get somebody in there. The Cespedes thing. I. What's his deal? I don't know, man. His labia have been torn for like 18 months now I forgot or something about like that. that. But, but I don't think they need that guy. I think that they, the the young team that they put together, I think Cano's going to come around. He's going to play that, that veteran guy. But I think the youngsters and you Your still have the top DeGrom. three pitchers are, are pretty good. Yeah, Matt's, Matt's got lit up the other night. But when but, you go DeGrom, yeah. Syndergaard, Matt's, like, you're going to be fine there. Bartolo Colon will come back somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Murph, you're on the clock. All right, I got the uh, Nats under 88 and a half. I was going to take that one. All right. Dick. Uh, God, not picking the right egg two. out of JoJo's he collection there is really just fucked you. the Reds and now the Nats. Uh, I think there's uh, quite a few obvious things. Pretty pretty great division. Uh, pitching's been super shaky. Trey Turner being hurt is huge. Um. I don't know, man. I think the story there, like Rendon's been super hot. He's going to be a free agent. Um, but number, I don't know. They're going to be good. player in fantasy sports they're right gonna, now. Yeah, they're going to win, fantasy like, baseball. you know, 84, 85. I just think to get them to 89 in that division stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll go under on the Nets. Do you think Dusty Baker at this point just sits back and laughs? And just like, hey, man, at least I could take him there. I could get the most out of these guys. Where Dave Martinez just – I understand why he took Dave Martinez – but it was just like you. He, I don't know if he had a chance. Like, did, I don't know if there was like an ego in the Cubs clubhouse that he had to deal with. Like a like a. Well, Harper. he's kind of a knucklehead, but like he he would have been a good like manager to me on a scrappy sort of team. The Nats uh-huh. have so many just attitude sort of mm-hmm. dudes, especially last year. Right. We were trying to make the analogy with Zimmerman. Like, how many guys in any sport can you name like him who've been on the team for thirteen, fourteen years? Been very blah. Mm-hmm. way overpaid, hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of thing like 
And I mean, he epitomizes them. No emotion half the time. But he's good in the community. He bought like a right, hundred exactly, wheelchairs exactly. or something. And everyone like loves that, him. So, yeah. And he'll be on their wall of fame and whatever. And they'll never win shit. Mm-hmm. I don't blame Harper for getting that fuck out of there. And I don't, no, de- I, I don't defend that guy very often. Although I do like him this year. I think mm-hmm. he's playing it the right way. Mm-hmm. He's embracing it. And he's emotional. And I don't know. No, he made, he made the right call. Go ahead, Justin. You're on the clock for two. All right. I'm going to go with uh, the Angels and the Under. Good pick. Of uh, 82 and a half. It's the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim still, I believe. I don't know if they threw like a Fullerton or like, you know, some other kind of like train stop in there as well. From what I understand, it's still the L.A. Angels of Anaheim. Did Wes Covina say no when they tried to approach (laughs) them for the name? Well, you don't want to be associated with that shit. Don't don't connect us to that Josh Hamilton contract. What is it? Under 82 and a half? Yeah. Under 82 and a half. I mean, they got Trout, but he just signed his huge contract. Otani, he's only pinch hitting this year. He's not going to even pitch. So, no, I I, I agree. I, I think the fact that I, they lost again tonight, which I think that's swept by the Rangers. By the Rangers, yeah. But I think it puts them right at 500. So they, no, they're like eight and ten or ten and twelve or and, something. And three of their wins, they swept the Brewers. You're right. They're eight and ten. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Back to me? Oh no! You're, you're no one more, one more for Justin. Yep. Under again on the Yankees at ninety six and a half. Ninety six and a half. I think this is it's dicey. I think the the start isn't there, but I think when everyone's healthy, you got to look at Giancarlo Stanton's out. Yeah, you know, I, I think when you, when they get back to being healthy, CC Zabathia has only thrown. Uh, one one game so far, I think, right? Because he was suspended, wasn't he, for a couple of games? I think they win 95 games in one division. So you're betting you're saying they're going to fall a game and a half short? Yeah. Wow. All right. Hey, you won the Super Bowl prop. Well, who am I? Who am I? Yeah, hey, I know Chick-fil-A's Chick-fil-A is closed yeah. on, on Sundays. <laughs> who, who am I to say? All right. Yankees under 96 and a half. All right. Let me consult my manual. All right. I got it. I'm going to go with the, the uh, another aforementioned team, the Boston Red Sox under. That's the one I thought you would have taken after we had talked about it. That, that, yeah. The Red Sox, I think, are more likely to finish under. You know, it's it's crazy, too, to hear these athletes like Betts and Sale already saying, like, you know, Betts publicly comes out and says, like, my play has been unacceptable. I don't know what That's it awesome, is. That's awesome, though. It is. Like it, Chris it, Sale being like, I stink. I right. love that sort of thing. No, it's great. Because in just the like, modern day, like, everybody blowing themselves, like, <clears throat> it's good to see those old school fucking people who take it like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, so Red Sox under. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's just, it's it's crazy that you would see them like less than 20 games in already like the panic button has been pushed. Right. Like, hey, something's wrong here. Now, look, they're going to go on a run. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that. And they're, they could... They could easily get to this number. There's, it's not like I'm sitting there going, oh, I 100% believe it. But like, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to the way they started. I mean, that's... That's bad. Uh, here's one that I would have taken ahead of time just because of the number that was given. Last year, the Minnesota Twins won 78 games. And they fired their manager. I They really didn't bring anybody in. And automatically, their win total jumped six and a half games to 84 and a half. The the twins like you have a couple of good players like Eddie Rosario, but like you know Miguel Sano has been a bust. Yeah. You know, it was all like this. He's going to be like a Pablo Sandoval that just can't control his weight or whatnot. And I just don't look at their pitching and say there's something there. I don't see 
anything on this team that says that they're going to contend with 85 wins, but this is my somebody knows something that I don't pick. I know that the division is terrible between the White Sox, the Tigers, and the uh, the Royals. Yeah, I know that they're bad, but that didn't last year. That, that I felt like most of those teams were worse last year. I thought the White Sox were worse. I thought the Royals were worse, and they still only managed to get seventy eight wins. So who's it? Rocco uh, Bedelli. Yeah, who's who's the manager now? Like, is he a six and a half win manager? I would normally say like no, but again, there's something up there with that eighty four and a half number that I'm taking the over. Yeah. I'm saying well, that two it's, years ago they were really good. It's it's been the same team minus mm-hmm. Dozier. So you're you're essentially losing Dozier, but they brought in Nelson Cruz. Keep that in mind. Yeah, Forty dude. homers a year for the last seven years, mm-hmm. and Marlon Gonzalez is not. You know he's not going to sell a lot of jerseys, but like you're bringing in a guy who just won a World Series, mm-hmm. right? He's going like to play you any said, position. Like you said bad division. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a reason, right? That's one of those numbers. You're like, wait a second. But two up. years ago they were really good. Right, they went to the wild card yeah, game. Yeah, so it's like didn't it go up like three o two in the game? Like right away, they yeah. went up like three o on Pineda or something, and or Severino. Yeah, and then like they got like Kepler, and they signed a couple of those guys yeah. to those sweetheart Rosario? contracts. Rosario's, I think is, it's a really good pick. All right, so I'm going to take the over there, and then I'm going to stay in that same division, and I'm going to take the Tigers under sixty eight yeah. and a half. Mm. Now. Here's here's a telling sign, and I love taking in fantasy sports or in fantasy baseball. I love taking closers on shitty teams because usually when they win games, they're going to be saving the game, right? In this case, Shane Green, the closer for the Tigers, has eight saves already this year. The Tigers have won eight games. Oh, really? So every oh, game has that's, been so close that he has saved every single game. Plus, he's pitched. In a couple of extra inning games, like he pitched tonight when they lost to the Pirates. So he lost one game the other night, but he came in during a tied game. He came in again during a tie game tonight. So every game has been so close. To me, that's a sign of a really bad team, um, and they've lost five in a row already. That uh, uh, When you look at the roster, that's not like a lot, like a Twins roster where a lot of like young talent. This is a minor league ball club. Under uh, on the Detroit Tigers, what is it, 68 and a half? Yeah. All right. That's my last pick. We all got one more? Yep. All right, I'll take the San Francisco Giants under 73 and a half. Um, you talk about a team where you can't name a lot of guys, uh, and I think they're at the. They're saying they're at that stage with Bumgarner where they have to decide if they're going to sign him or trade him with the whole year and a half left on his deal thing where he's more valuable. Um, and so far he's been really good too, but that's another bad, uh, bad team in a, in a pretty good division. Cause you got to believe the Rockies are going to turn around a little bit. The Padres are better than what people have thought. Mm-hmm. And LA's obviously going to be great. Arizona's very good. Not very good, but yeah. Decent. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think if they won 70, I'd be shocked, but that one I would have took before the year or two. And I did. Actually. I agree with you. Yeah. This is, this was uh, my take on the daily upper decker, uh, San Francisco giants and outfield consisting of Mac Williamson, Steven Duggar and Austin Slater is perfect. If you're trying to finish with the worst record in baseball history prediction, way the fuck under <laughs> 73 and a half wins. Now, of course they picked up Kevin Pillar and that's actually kind of helped them over the last couple of days. Cause he's a, yeah. obviously a better, better outfielder than any of those guys, but still, yeah. uh, I like it. Okay. Last pick in the 2019 daily upper decker MLB over under win totals draft. Despite the fact that we're 18 games into the season, Justin Coachella Gilbert, you are up. I'm going to go with 
Kansas City and the under at 69.5. Arguably the fastest team in history to get to the under. Like literally, between Mondesi, yeah. Merrifield, and Hamilton, you have like three guys who could legitimately steal 60 bases. Yet the problem is they have absolutely zero pitching. And that's 11.5 more games projected than they won last year. So, All right, gentlemen, how much money on it again? Whatever. What do you guys, what do you guys want? Coachella, you tell me. 50. 50 bucks. That's enough to get you an Ariana Grande sweatshirt this weekend at Coachella. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I think you should go with the Dago T. The Daily Up the Decker. Nothing but sports and crap. 